Welcome to Whatever Comes Next, the number one podcast for creatives according to our mums. I'm Danny and I'm Elise. And on this week's episode, Yorkshire T got us good with a great billboard. Skoda has introduced a new identity. The Kanye slash Gap saga is coming to an end. King Charles has unveiled his personal visual identity. Kimmy K has a new brand. We're chatting all things emojis and Lord help us, there's another celebrity with a skincare brand. But first day, what you been up to, girl? Uh, what have I been up to? So uh, last week I went to a concert. Yay! My first concert since before COVID. How was it? It was real fun. It was? It was great. I really enjoyed it. How it were the vibes? Good vibes. Yeah? Yeah, it was a good time. It was just um, at the end more, so it was like not a crazy... Massive one. Yeah, dip my toe back in rather nice. than diving in. So yeah. it was lovely. I saw Hon who just... 10 out of 10, recommend to everyone. They were really good. Um, and their support act, uh, I hadn't listened to her stuff before other than like she has like one or two songs with Hon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I hadn't really given her a listen before and she was great. The vibes were immaculate. Really? Yeah, just kind of like like just fun, slightly like synthy 80 vibes, but just like a good time. Real, real fun. So that was great. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that. It was a good time. Um, what else have I been up to? Uh, um, this week I've been reading a new book. Um, so not quite the usual flavor of book. Definitely not my fluffy romance style that I gravitate towards. Um, it's called Man's Search for Meaning. Okay. My brother gave it to me, I think, for Christmas. Um, and I'm finally getting to it because... That's how many books I have to get through. Um, But I I didn't really know what to expect, but it's very heavy. It's about the Holocaust. Okay. And a guy who survived that wrote this book. And it's um, in the title. It's his search for meaning through all of that. So I'm about halfway, maybe a bit more than halfway. Um, And, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's, It's like as you can imagine, a little bit hard to read at times, but... So lots of detail. Yes and no. Like, I think he's kind of approached it in a way of, like, people already know so many details, so I'm not going to go into every single detail. He kind of has these messages and then he relates it to a story or, like, an anecdote from his experiences. So it's not, like, a chronological, like, this is my experience. It's, like, different... The, and he's a psychiatrist. Psych, yeah, I think he's a psychiatrist, a psychologist. Um, and so he, I don't know, just the way he talks about his experience, like he has lots of kind of objective observations, mm-hmm. which is really interesting, like kind of using his, he kind of was able to separate himself a little bit from the situation at times. Okay. And think of it in the, in the like, think of it analytically and like, in terms of the psychology of everything that the prisoners were experiencing. So very fascinating, very interesting, horrifying, as you can Mm. expect, but worth a read, I think. It does sound like a good read. Yeah. Would need something fluffy after that one. For sure. (laughs) It's it's very short, which is good. It's like probably just like, I don't know, 200 pages or something. Okay. It's little. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I'll report back once I finish that one. Yes, please do. Um, the other thing, complete opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> I have been watching uh, Welcome to Wrexham. How do you like it? I'm really enjoying it. It's really good. Is, like, Is it 
a whole season drop or is it like slow drip? I'm not sure. Okay. So I started watching it and I, I watched it because it said like it was in the new to – it's on Disney, mm-hmm. the new to Disney. So I think I assumed – or maybe it was like in new episodes. And so I assumed it's one week at a time. But I don't think I'm that far behind that it would be – like I think it's only just come out. So it must have been a big job. Yeah, okay. It must have been because I watched like five or six episodes oh, already. Oh, wow, you're, you're really going in Yeah, on. really into it. Yeah, okay. Um, But I'm, I'm not finished it. There's still a few more to go. Mm-hmm. And um, what's it about – like so like it, tell me like I imagine it to be like just Ryan Reynolds and Rob like are they just commentating through it throughout mm, it or no like? so it's it's uh starts like before they own before they bought Wrexham mm-hmm. so it followed like them I think they were like let's make a documentary and just like hope that they let us buy it and so you see them going through that oh, process okay, of like right. trying to buy it um and I mean, I won't give away lots of spoilers, but it like then you like follow the start to follow the season or like preseason and then season. So, um, like I think I think maybe no, they they buy it partway through a season. So then you okay. see the tail end of a season and then the preseason and then the new season. So I'm partway into the new season okay. of the of the football season. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting. Like I'm I'm learning about the English. Premier League, they're not even in the Premier League. It's like they're quite quite a few tiers below the Premier League. Um, but yeah, very interesting. Um, I like it's nice to see like their passion about it. Like it's not like they obviously it's a money making endeavor, but I feel like they're actually genuinely interested in uh, the club and the community mm-hmm. and all. And you know, it's it's not just about money. Yeah. And thank goodness because they, you realise how quickly – you very realise very quickly how expensive a football club is to run. I could imagine. Like £300,000 spent on grass. Like who'd have thunk it? <laughs> yeah, not me. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm enjoying it. That is a lot of money on grass. Yeah, I mean this will be my little spoiler. Not as a spoiler. They had to relay the turf of the mm-hmm. stadium. Yep. And it didn't take – so then they had to rip it up and lay it again. So the first was £100,000 and then they had to spend £200,000 a second time. Rough. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. But it's, a, it's good. I recommend watching it. I'm going to add it to the list, that's for sure. What about you? Um, look, nothing new to report on my end, literally. <laughs> I haven't been reading. I haven't been watching. I've just been kidding <laughs> and working and life. Yeah. That's it. And it's Lovely. boring life. I mean, you went to the farm. I mean, yes, I did go to the farm. So like fun? it was it was a great time. Yeah. The weather was the weather was smashing. Smashing. It was smashing. <laughs> um, Darling. <laughs> <laughs> um and Milza had a great time. She got That's to see good. all her baby cows. Lives her best life down at the farm. She's best a real farm life. girl. <laughs> She's the one that's always out in the paddock with us till the last like None of the other kids were there, <laughs> just Millie. She was helping with the hay. Um, but, yeah, other than that, nothing new to report on my end. Just boring old us. Look, it's about – it's it's September. We're about to hit the period of the year mm-hmm. where it's crazy every single week, every single weekend. So it's just to enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, that's true. That is true, and I will because <laughs> I am not looking forward to the silly season. Mm-mm. 
It's going to be a lot. I mean, I am. I mean, yeah, look, I am for that reason, but not, not, <laughs> not the craziness. being busy every weekend. Because yeah. then you don't feel like you get a weekend. Yeah. And you're back at work on Monday. Yeah. But then you're still happy because we're almost at the end of the year. Yeah, that's true. The silly season in the office was always a good vibe. Yeah. Christmas carols all the time. Tinsel. Yeah. Chocolate countdown calendar. Love a good advent calendar. That's what it's called. <laughs> Shall we hop into what we're going to run through today on the pod, A-bomb? Let's do it. Let's hop. All right. We're hop skipping and chugging along into <laughs> our water cooler chat. Our segment's going to run all the way through <laughs> I this <enjoyed> that. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> to kick us off, Yorkshire Tea got us really great with a great billboard. It's no secret we love real playful advertising, mm-hmm. sexy men in advertising. It's a bonus. It's not it's, it's not required. Not required, but it is absolutely a bonus. Anyway, <laughs> brands that don't really take themselves too seriously is more our jam. Mm-hmm. And we really we really thrive and get our really giddies going. Gets our giddies going. Gets our giddies going. <laughs> so Melbourne Commuters recently spotted a great billboard from Yorkshire Tea. It was pretty simple. It was a plain red background with a small picture of their tea in the corner. Their slogan was, let's have a proper brew. And a message like that message that reads like this we spent our whole australian marketing budget on this billboard so we'll just level with you please buy yorkshire tea it's the number one brew in the uk so we promise it's nice <laughs> it's great that billboard also would have cost a whopping sum yeah would have i don't know what their whole australian marketing budget is but wowzers i love this so do i it's, it's so real, good i i actually really like the ones that are just text to the point. Mm, same. It's hilarious. It's so good. Like, I don't, I don't know. The people like go, always are debating, like, what's a good billboard? Like, it has to be, like, the shortest message possible. No, it doesn't. It has to just get your attention. Like, if you're on a freeway, you're driving towards that bad boy for a while. You've got time to read. And mm-hmm. if it's, uh, like, a, if it's hooky in that it's, like, funny, I'm there. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's one along the Hume Highway and it reads do you want to buy this ad? And it just has the logo. It what not even an advertising company. Mm. It's something. And it's just got their logo there. I was like, I like that. It's <laughs> like you paid a lot of money for that. Yeah. No, I'm into it. I'm into those short little catchy things. I'm so into this. Good. It's just, it's good humor. It's good. It's funny. 10 out of 10. Also, is Yorkshire tea the number one brew in the UK? Must be. I don't think they'd be able to lie about that. I mean, I don't know what their metric for that is. Like, yeah, do, yeah. <laughs> did they survey like... Just people from their company. Probably. <laughs> and, my, and my granddad, because my granddad drinks Yorkshire tea. <laughs> so moving on to the next story, uh, Skoda has a new brand identity. So for those who don't know, Skoda is a Czech car company owned by Volkswagen and the refresh of their identity is happening in line with their transition to become a electric car company. So I thought this was interesting. The mm-hmm. Brie brand was done in-house, which I find Bizarre. Rare. Very yeah, rare. Absolutely. I feel like a lot of things that are done in-house don't really go to plan. That's why they they outsource. Yeah. Or like in-house, you're like rolling out the existing identity. You're not mm. making a new one, but interesting. Um, so the Skoda logo currently features a winged arrow in a circle and the word Skoda in a sans serif, all caps font. Um, the badge element has been refreshed. So now it appears as a flat 2D shape and... Um, Skoda has said that that will help the logo to be integrated more flexibly into different formats. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. It's probably better for like digital and print and everything. The um, 3D is more like a little bit outdated, Just a little a bit little more bit. modern to mm-hmm. go this direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so the wordmark has also been completely overhauled. It's now written in their new font, Skoda Pro. 
Uh, the S in Skoda also features a hat check. Hat check, I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. Uh, which is like an accent that sits on top of the S. Um, Skoda has said that they wanted to retain this as it's an important part of their Czech heritage. But the hat check is very subtle in the way that it's integrated into the top of the S. So you probably wouldn't notice it if someone didn't point it out to you. It's almost like the S just uh, has a kind of a, a break in it. Um, and that's also kind of reflected at the other end uh, in the A in Skoda. So they've made the hat check kind of match in. It's all cohesive mm-hmm. into it. Um, the, bra- the badge and word mark are going to be used separately in a lot of applications moving forward with the badge intend- intended to be used pretty infrequently, they've said. Um, and they say that that's because moving they're moving towards a digital first approach. They've also refreshed the color palette. So they wanted to maintain a link to their history. So the new palette is still green. However, they've freshened it up and incorporated some more tones. Uh, The new identity will be rolled out in stages with 2024 car models earmarked to feature the new logo. Mm. What do you reckon of the new branding, Dee? I really love the word mark. It's It's just so bold and impactful. Mm -hmm. I really like it. Like... I mean, the other one was fine too, but I just feel like this, it just, I don't know, just those shapes in those letter forms are so mm-hmm. delightful. Yep. And just like like you said, the, I'm not going to say the word, <laughs> in the S and the A, I just think it works so nicely. Like mm-hmm. I'm not a massive fan of the badge, but a badge is a badge. Yep. Like, yeah, I reckon if I just seen that across the top of a car, it would do me. Yeah. Do me just fine. Nice. What do you think? Yeah, it definitely feels like a kind of modern, futuristic. It does feel futuristic. Car logo. I'm into that. Um, I really like the colour palette. I feel Mm -hmm. like the previous colour palette was like a really lime green. Yeah. Almost like that Spotify green. Yep. And I did not like that. Mm -hmm. Whereas the new one is like, uh, it's like very tonal. You've got like all different shades of green. There's like a nice kind of. Blueish green. Yeah, there's like the lighter green and then there's like a kind of foresty yep. emeraldy green yep. which together just look yeah when the logo, delicious when the word marks on that looks yeah cool. green on green into that mm-hmm. i feel a bit torn about the badge how they're saying they're going to use the badge less and just move towards the just the text only mm-hmm. i feel like i've had brands like businesses have a f- similar approach in the past for me like clients and they just it's because either they don't want the backlash of getting rid of the the badge, the badge or like the imagey icon part of their logo, mm-hmm. or like someone in management doesn't want to, they like they want to hold on to the badge, and I feel like you end up watering down because it's not like you're not fully committing to a rebrand. You're still keeping that badge element. I don't know. It's just you could make more impact if you just like made a decision either way, mm-hmm. like keeping it, but saying you're not really going to use it. I don't know, like kind of decide one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I also don't think the badge is ugly. I think the badge looks fine. Like it's not um, perfect. It's not like, yeah. but, but it's like perfectly fine. Yeah. So see, yeah, see, I think I agree with you. And I feel like they're kind of torn because like the new Skoda word mark kind of reminds me of Tesla. Right. Totally. Like in that direction. So like, yes, exactly what they're saying Mm. they're trying to branch into that market but then they're like going back to their roots I guess and they don't want to part with that route yeah without doing I don't know Mm. yeah but it does feel like a little bit they're a bit torn yeah that's what I feel so I just I kind of wish that they would commit like if you're keeping it use it Mm. I I get like 
Uh, but even still, like you could put the badge on the spot where like a badge goes on a car mm-hmm. and then put the word mark on the rear, like, or on the side. Which, yeah, or on the bonnet, yeah. Like you've got all those options. You don't need to get rid of it. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> We're not making that decision. Yeah. It still looks nice. So good job. Good job, Skoda's in-house design team. Absolutely. They they definitely nailed that word mark for me. It's mm, nice. Our next story, Kanye and the Gap Saga is coming to an end. <laughs> so we previously spoke about the turmoil collaboration between Ye and Gap. Um, now both parties have acknowledged that they'll be wrapping things on up in the future. Mm-hmm. I think it's about damn time, <laughs> mainly for Gap's perspective. Perspective. Yeah. Gap will continue to sell existing stock and will go ahead with planned collections until at least halfway through 2023, which I guess only makes sense because they need to clear that stock. Yeah, they'd already be in production, so it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, After the announcement, which I find this very bizarre, Mm. Gap's shares fell 3.5%. Like not a massive plummet, but Mm. still enough of a plummet. I didn't think... I thought the whole collab in itself and the debacle going around that collab mm. at the moment would cause them to plummet, not the announcement that they were mm. cutting ties. I guess, but Yee's Ye such a big yeah, name. I think that's it. Like, but I don't know, maybe it, it did dip as well and then come back up mm. during the kind of back and forth. But, yeah, it is like you would think that they could kind of withstand that, but I guess... Their, their value would fluctuate just based on reputation and, and that that is a little hit to their reputation. Absolutely it is. And because, oh, as we all know, Ye's fans are so diehard, mm-hmm. that would 100% bring up value in the Gap market as well. Totally. So, yeah, massive hit for Gap, um, but definitely will not hit hurt Kanye in the long run um, as because he has other deals going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kanye has also announced that he'll be ending ending his partnership with, I'm going to say Adidas. Yes, because we're Australian. We're not saying Adidas. Okay, excellent. Excellent. So the contract doesn't expire until 2026. However, it's yet to be determined if Kanye will get out of that one early. I do not think Adidas will let him get out of that early. I mean, to me, the Adidas one is a way bigger deal than Gap. The Gap one is, like, pretty recent, so Mm -hmm. it's, like, not as big. But, like, the... Adidas like manufactures all like I feel like Kanye's the Yeezy sneakers for me as like a very casual observer of Kanye that's like the main thing right like I don't know about all of the other products he's released through his Yeezy Adidas collaboration but I know about the sneakers because they Mm -hmm. go they sell out they go gangbusters yeah they do so I feel like it's a bigger negative impact for him if he loses his his Adidas deal than if he loses his Gap one. That's not to say that he won't pursue, like, go on to create, like, make his own standalone Yeezy stuff without Adidas. He'll, like, it just depends what's in his contract. If he's got a non-compete clause or whatever in his contract. Which I'm sure he would, surely. Then that's that's massive. But at least for the at least for the term of the contract you would think you would think that even if they let him terminate the contract until 2026 he's probably not allowed to make mm-hmm. Yeezy sneakers i don't know i'm not sure how that will play out but it's a pretty like that one's a way bigger deal to me absolutely and i think i was reading something somewhere though that Kanye was so upset more for the fact that he decided or like believes that he doesn't have much of an input on the sneakers anymore right cuz but adidas do all the hard 
hard work. Yeah. Yeah, he goes in and gives his thoughts and then they're the ones who actually, like, go to design, go to manufacture. Like, they do all of the work and, like, it would be massive on Adidas to lose that income as well. Yeah. So I feel like Adidas would not want this partnership to end. I can't remember what the figure was, but it was, like... It was huge. Like B- billion. Two, two billion in revenue in like a year or yeah. something. And they were wanting to pay out like 20 billion to cut the contract. Mm-hmm. Crazy figures. Massive, massive, massive figures. So we'll stay tuned on that one. I'll be really interested to see what actually happens with that contract. Mm, me too. Moving on to our next story, King Charles has unveiled his new personal visual identity. So I don't know if people ever thought about this, but royals have their own personal brands. Mm-hmm. So following the death of Queen Elizabeth, King Charles has had to take up a new monogram. So it's also it's called a monogram or, or a cipher. Um, so Charles's new cipher features an interlocked C and R in a serif font with a three in Roman numerals in the centre. The C is for Charles and the R stands for Rex, which is the Latin word for king. And the three also references the fact that he's King Charles III. Above the letters is an illustration of the British crown, which is gold with fur trimming, red velvet, pearls, and a large and a, a few large colourful gemstones. And then there's an alternative version, which uses the Scottish crown, obviously to be used in Scotland. Uh, the monogram was designed by the College of Arms, which apparently is made up of members of the royal household, which I don't know how that works. Surely they're honorary. I don't, wow. I don't think that Princess Margaret is getting her (laughs) illustrator out. (laughs) Um, It's so the new monogram is already being used on letters from the from King Charles's office, Mm -hmm. Um, and it will begin to be rolled out to uh, the public. Sorry, to public buildings, uniforms, post boxes, and official stationery. Um, and just as a side note, we'll also be seeing new money and stamps over the coming months featuring Charles's portrait. It's all happening. Beautiful. What do you think of the monogram? It's terrible. It is a bit, isn't it? It's, it's so dated. Right? Yeah, it looks old, <laughs> which mean, they're probably going I for. I mean, yeah, like I know the family is old, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's so like, old. All the textures and like it, it – like, you could the have crowd, made it nice. The crown has shy, like a shine to it. Yeah. And there's like an, a texture coming in through the C and the R. Yeah. And then it kind of looks like it's a drawn outline. Yeah. It looks terrible. Yeah. The execution leaves a little bit to be desired. Mm. I just feel like you're like literally the – like you have all of the resources you could possibly need to make a good mm-hmm. personal brand. And that's what you came up with. Like I'm – I'm assuming there are a lot of very strict parameters around what they can do for the design. Mm-hmm. And look, I really don't think that King Charles would in and change everything really drastically. They probably need to, from a branding perspective, keep things as similar as possible to Queen Elizabeth's reign and everything and her identity and only nudge the needle slightly towards a little bit more progressive. And I don't think they were going to do that with a really fancy logo. Mm-mm, no but it would just would have been nice it would be really nice i feel like we might be like we'll come up to that though when william is in rain maybe Hopefully, slightly if he doesn't abdicate he's not abdicating harry come on <laughs> well wouldn't know because it would go to his son oh it would too <laughs> oh he's not abdicating yet and like yeah you, he would have to that would be like a consort i guess because he wouldn't be old enough. oh no he would be old enough by then because william's not going to be 
King for like decades, 20s, right? So probably not decades. I don't reckon King Charles is. How old live. is he? He's in his seventies. Yeah, Did you know that he's he, the, their youngest brother is like in his fifties? Which one's that? Edward. Because I saw, I saw like when so he's not the controversial one, or he no, is? no, no. Okay. <laughs> That's Andrew. Oh, Andrew. Okay, gotcha. Um, but yeah, when the funeral happened, and I saw a picture of. Edward's wife, I was like, she's a fox. <laughs> so then I looked up Edward. He's really he's quite young. Yeah, right. So there's a big age gap between him and well, Charles. When, when I was watching my Crown, the Crown episodes, because oh, yeah. when I was after, when I was recovering, um, it said like it said like she had Charles and Margaret. Margaret. Yeah. And then like that kind of was in her introductory into the rain kind of yeah. thing. So she was still getting her footing. When she had found her footing after a few years or whatever, then yeah. – she yeah. went again. So there was a break in between them. So it's like yeah. them two and then the other two. Yeah, right. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, don't they say they have an heir and a spare? And then <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess the other ones because she was really into yeah, her well, husband. Well, they got an heir and a spare to back up that heir. It's the yeah. same with Although like George and Charlotte, Prince George and Charlotte, Princess Charlotte. Yeah, except I don't think Margaret was in as soon because as soon as she had her second son, I'm pretty sure he comes before Margaret, right? Is that how it worked? That's I think terrible. back then, because they said like with, uh, what are they called? The new ones, George, yep. George. With George and Charlotte, they were like, well, when George was born, they were like, if he's a girl, she'll be first in line, and they had to like change the rules for that, because if they'd had a girl and then a son, the son would have been first in line. All oh, right, mm. I remember it being a big thing, and we we're like feminism, but it's like <laughs> the bar is low, <laughs> so low. <laughs> Oh, so Kim Kardashian <laughs> is about to launch a new brand. Hi, Kim. Welcome back. <laughs> She's back again. So she may have started as just a little reality star with a little sexy tope, but she's turned into <laughs> she's turned into a very very successful business business lady mm-hmm. uh, with brands ranging from makeup, skincare, shapewear, perfume, a mobile game, and most recently, private equity. Now she could add homewares to that announcement of her new line. Mm-hmm. The range will be available through Skin. Is it S-K-K-N or is it Skin? No, it's pronounced Skin. Okay, yeah, excellent. Yeah. By Kim, her skincare brand, on October 6th and includes a vanity tray, a round container, a canister, a tissue box and a waste basket. Basket. Same thing. Yep. The range is made from hand-poured concrete and reflects the style of the SK Skin packaging. <laughs> also, it kind of reminds me of her house. The yes, concrete kind of absolutely. vibes. The full set cost a whopping 355 schmucks. And that's also US dollars because I didn't translate that. So like over 500 Australian dollars. Ugh. <laughs> For some one, two, three, five products. Is there five? Yep. Crazy. And just like they're not big products. No. And concrete. I don't think concrete is that expensive, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't I don't think so. Like Not for that much. you just pour a mold, right? Yeah. Pop it out. <laughs> I think it is bananas. Mm. I don't also do not think this this is on brand for her. Don't you? No. I felt like it kind of made sense. Because I feel like she's so like when I don't know if it was like Architectural Digest, I'm not sure what it was, but she had a video tour of her home. Mm-hmm. And, like, it went viral because everyone was like, that looks like a museum. Like, it's just, like, concrete floors, 
beige interiors everywhere. Everything's concrete. There's just like no decorations. It's just like a little bit of furniture. Like even her sinks are like just like slight little dips in her countertop. And so, and like that plus like the skin packaging does look like it, it looks like something Kim would release. I feel, I feel like with this, mm. she like, she wanted to make, she like, she wanted to decorate her home and she went, or like she got her assistant to Google like cement <laughs> <laughs> interiors and she couldn't find anything. So she was like, forget, I'll do it myself. <laughs> and now she's got her own homeware line. I like, I do think that this is very consistent with her style. It is very consistent with her style, but I just think it's so odd, an odd thing. It is random. It's very random that it's through her skincare line. Yeah, like why wouldn't you start oh. a different brand? Skin by Kim is going to be a lifestyle brand. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, it must be. It must be that she's expanding to, and like I, unless this is just like a little one-off, it's not going to be around forever. Mm. But I feel like she could be... Well, she hasn't bought back. Like, I know she says she was always revamping KKW. Yeah. But it's never come back. It has been a while, hasn't it? It's been like two years. Maybe pandemic put that on hold. Mm, I don't know. Maybe Maybe, she's going to relaunch it through skin. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Skin makeup. Well, that would make sense. It would. That would make sense. This, however, for me, does not make sense. It is a bit random. (laughs) But you know what? I'd probably buy it. Of course you would. It's cute. I like her aesthetic. Yeah, but just it's so boring. Yeah, it is. But like you put the boring stuff next to less boring stuff, but the boring stuff is nice as a base. Yeah, that's true. I do feel <laughs> you there. Moving on to our next story. So Adobe, our Good old design cows. overlords, uh, they <laughs> have released their 2022 emoji trend report. So we know that fonts and typography play a big role in communication, but have you thought about how much heavy lifting emojis do to help convey meaning? I use them often. So often. What's your most used? I'm going to say it's this face. Like the grim, like the one that's grinning, but it's like, okay, I remember the, there's like the the one with like the, I think they call it a grimace. Like it's it's got its like teeth showing mm. and it's got the, cra- the kind of alarmed eyes. There used to be one that was that, but it looked like it had smiling eyes and I use that one to death. But now it its eyes are kind of dead and it fe- it feels like the meaning is wrong. Yeah. Well, I still use that one all I the time. D- yeah, I use it too. It's kind of like I don't know. It softens what you're saying. It does too. You're yeah. like you're a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I think I still I think I use crying laughing all the time. Or or I use the I use the crying laughing where it's got two tears or I use the crying laughing where it's like On the one. Side. Yeah. And I know that the Gen Zs would hate me for that because apparently you're supposed to use the skull instead, which I do use, but... It- yeah, you actually sent me the skull today and I don't know what that meant. I thought you were like, you're dead. Oh, no, it's like, <laughs> I'm dead. Um, <laughs> is that what that means? For me, for Gen Z, it means I'm laughing. I'm like, it's so funny that I've died. That's ridiculous. I just use it. I use it... Uh, Surely you just said multiple laughing ones then. Yeah, uh-huh. that's the that's the alternative. Uh-huh. That's the alternative. Anyway, I'm gonna start sending skulls to people. <laughs> they're gonna be really confused if they're over the age of 25. Because <laughs> I had no idea what that was. <laughs> there you go. Taught you something. Uh, so, 
Adobe has definitely thought through the uh, importance of emojis. They recently released the findings from their Future of Creativity 2022 US Emoji Trend Report, which surveyed 500, sorry, 5,000 emoji users from the US to find out when, why, and how people are using emojis. So let's get into the fun facts. <gasps> of those surveyed believe that adding emojis to your messages makes you cooler, friendlier, and funnier, which (laughs) I could have told you. I'm all those things. Uh, 91% use emojis to bring levity to conversations. Absolutely. You sound like a sociopath if you don't use them. 60% said emojis have the ability to boost their overall mental health, which is interesting. Um, I wouldn't have thought that. Interesting take. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and when it comes to dating, there are emojis that help win people over and ones that are best to avoid. So this is like what people like to hear when they are having a conversation with a potential. Are they sending eggplants constantly? Well, that one's bad. So oh. the best ones are the winking and blowing a love heart kiss. Yep, that one. The smiling kind of tuft blushing face with the three love hearts around it and the heart eyes emoji. Those three make you more likable if you're dating. So hot tip for anyone out there, all of our single friends, lots of love hearts. The ones that make you less likable, <laughs> poop emoji, which if that makes me less likable, I don't want to be liked. Yeah, what is that? Does these people not have a personality? Yeah, love a good poop emoji. Unless you're talking about like actual poop, you should be fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, number two makes you less likable is the... It's just the angry face. Like, it's not that angry. It's just, like, it's completely yellow. Like, no. It's just frowning. I can't even frown because of my Botox. (laughs) I cried. (laughs) Go again. I wasn't watching. It was a good effort. Good, straight, flat forward over there. (laughs) Um, And number three, eggplant. Don't be using the eggplant. Apparently, it makes you unlikable. Can't imagine I would enjoy receiving the eggplant emoji if I was talking to someone on, like, Maybe not on a first date. Yeah, but th- that, uh, this is what it is. Is this, this is based like, on a first date? Well, this is like the conversation stage. Like you've just uh, like you've just matched with someone. Okay, right. Don't be sending that eggplant. <laughs> or do. Some people might like it. Um, <laughs> on the professional side, 68% of people said they like it when people use emojis at work, while 69% said it positively impacts likability and 59% said the same for credibility, which is crazy. Using them makes you more credible in the workplace. I reckon that's very dependent. Bizarre. On, on your type of work. But I definitely like a, I feel a good like, emoji. Yeah, so do I. And I feel like gifts for us are very strong. Yeah, I heard that they're on their way out. I've seen that too. What yeah, is that? Giphy, like I saw that they're like their uh, stock shares value have, has, has plummeted. plummeted. Like 400 million, was it? Or is that how much someone was trying to – no, they were trying to get Meta to buy them out and add them into I've, the – the thing i thought that they were trying to block the sale i don't know i read the i read an email oh, that was i thought like, they were trying to get them to buy them that makes way more sense but i feel like it, there was something about like their value is not what it was trying to be sold for yeah that, right. was, that was the long and short of it yeah well apparently the new gen aren't into giffies who well, are they're you they're just wrong okay i love a good gif same um, we use them on our 404s yeah, yeah they're so good so they just good. they convey so much more emotion than anything just, else they're so sometimes they're so wildly inappropriate. It is glorious. They can be. They do, you sometimes get they're a just, not safe for work one come up on Giphy and it's like whoa, and I send it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love a good gif. Back so, to our emojis. The top three most misunderstood. Here you go. You could have put. We could have put the skull one here. The top three most in un, misunderstood emojis in the US are the cowboy. 
<laughs> which like to be fair i only know one person who uses the cowboy and it's because he likes cowboys uh, <laughs> it doesn't really mean anything yeah no uh the cherry which fair enough because i would need a lot of context for, to understand what that meant i would just take it as a two like like cherries but cheeks maybe and surely not doesn't look like like you go peach or something if you want butt cheeks that's true and the only other thing for cherry is like pop your cherry which oh that's terrible we don't need the levity of an emoji in that scenario um and then the third most misunderstood is the smiley face that's upside down which i love using i love that too it's like i don't know what you're saying but i'm smiling about it that's how i take that for me that's just like uh i'm like smiling on the outside but crying on the inside that's kind of how i use it yeah okay or like if i'm like really friggin annoyed at something upside down smiley face like i'm dying inside that's how i use it yeah interesting take on that one yeah there you go we're clearly all of this communication and we're miscommunicating (laughs) i'll be sure not to use that uh the (laughs) u.s once i get that from you i'll be like red flag red flag (laughs) gotta get there U.S. emoji users' top five favorite emojis are, and look, I feel very seen because the number one top used emoji is laughing, crying, mm-hmm. which is my top used emoji. Same. So clearly us millennials are still on top of the emojis. I'm going to check mine right now because I feel like, yep, that one. There you go. It's a good emoji. Number two is the thumbs up. I use a thumbs up at work a lot. I would not use it in everyday conversation. I use it more as a reaction. Like oh, yeah. you hold the thumbs message up, and you yeah. send that little reaction to acknowledge that I got that message. But actually, to be honest, more like I will use the thumbs up, but more than the thumbs up, I will use the okay. Yep. The little okay hand because they say the same thing. It's like, got it. Roger that. And I like the okay better. Yeah, right. That's fair. Number three top favorite emoji is the red heart. I, yes. use, I prefer the pink heart. With the little pink heart next to it. It's like a big pink heart and then a little pink heart. Yep, yep, yep. I like that one. The next one is the, okay, this one I don't like. This is the laughing, crying emoji that's on an angle with the little triangle eyes. This kind of like is like the ruffle, right? Rolling on the ground laughing. To me, this one is, I am a baby millennial. I am the last year of millennial. To me, that's like an elder millennial. Someone who is like 40, that's who uses that emoji. Oh, he's up, Turbo. Jesus. Sorry. Every time I see it, I'm like, how old are you? (laughs) I don't use that one. I don't like it. I'm sorry. It's just, it's like the eyes, like the, the standard laughing, crying one is like, he's got eyebrows and he's like, you can tell he's having a good time. This guy is just like, like his, his tears are coming from his mouth. Like it's weird. I don't like it. I mean, the tears are coming from the other guy's mouth too, but his eyes are just in a better position. Exactly. (laughs) I don't know. It's not for me, but top four, so people like it. The top five, fifth top favourite emoji is the crying, single tear, crying face, which I do use too. I I I prefer the one that's got a smile. Yep. Because it's like crying through the pain, but that one I also use. That one's a genuine sad one. That one can only mean genuine sad. Mm. You don't use that one in any other situation. No. There you go. That's the wrap up. Those are the emoji. That's the emoji report. How are they already wrapping that up for 2022? Surely. Maybe maybe it's the financial year. (laughs) Kicking off the year. I don't know. I do not know. Interesting. 
Moving on, and we are hit with another celebrity skincare brand. Why? Why? Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) So earlier this week, Brad Pitt announced that he's launching his own skincare line called Le Demain. Domain. Domain. Yes, French. If you want to say it in an Australian accent, Domain. But in French, I think it's Domain. Le domain. I mean, we say it like that. It's still with an Australian accent. We're not going to say a proper French accent because we are not French. Mm. Apologies. I, I, could, I could go a croissant right now. Le domain. <laughs> that felt French. Every time I need to say that word, I'm going to point to you, eh? <laughs> I think I might point to you with every word I don't know how to say in this story. Go for it. So a bit about the brand. Le Domain <laughs> is a gentle skincare line co-founded by Brad Pitt and the Pirin family, who is also partners for his wine. Chateau. Oh, gosh. Miraval. Yep. Cote de Provence. Rosé. Look, we got through that. <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh, Mark Perrin approached Brad with the idea of launching a skincare line using their resources with the goal of making their wine production more circular and reducing waste. Interesting. Yeah. Very Good. interesting I like concept. That. Good start. The line is being positioned as very scientific. If you go to the website, the second item after shop is science. I find this interesting. Surely mm. they could have used different terminology. Anyway. Yeah, same. Spit pre- on the nose. Yeah. Skincare and science are like, I know they go hand in hand, but still. Yeah, but you could be like, I don't know, like the... Uh, the, like the story or like the like yeah. science. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very specific. Mm. Um, they've created two pe- pe- patented ingredients made from the wine, grapes and grapevines and they're touting <laughs> decades of research by multiple scientists as the foundation of the line. Um, the brand is also being positioned as eco-friendly, which we love, with the bottle caps made from recycled wine casks and the products being refillable. Um, to me, this seems like a case of green washing, mm. doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. Because the the refills, mm-hmm. it's just the bottle again, but without the cap. Oh. It's not like, like from what I can tell, okay. it's like it's a glass bottle and you just put your old cap on the new one because the, the, cap, the caps are beautiful. Yeah. So you take your... It's not like you put it put an in, an insert into your first bottle, from what I can tell. Right, yeah. interesting. Yeah, seems a bit not right. Yeah, the brand has launched initially with four products: a cleanser, which <laughs> you guys are gonna love this, <laughs> which retails for one hundred and twenty dollars US. No, Australian. Australian. I, could, I did convert these. Okay, a fluid cream, which cost four hundred and seventy dollars. Another cream which doesn't have a description, for $490. And a serum, which cost a staggering $590. How much millage are in these products? I would not... <laughs> it hurts. It, it's absurd. It's honestly gross. $590. I, it doesn't need to be. Like, you would... You, you wouldn't want to use it. Like you'd put a little pea <laughs> no. size and you're like, oh, well, that covered my little nostril. Literally, like I I have a about – my serum costs about 50 bucks and I use that shit like it's gold. Oh, same. I, I dropped it the other day and a little bit got like <sighs> fell out the bottle. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm pretty bad with my – like I just lather. Mm. I, but like if it – 
Like you do need to use a f- decent amount of products. Like you can't mm. be just scrim- skimping on them. And if I'm spending five hundred ninety dollars, you bet your bottom dollar I'm skimping on that. I'm putting water in that shit to make it <laughs> last longer. <laughs> Uh, don't be silly. I'm just buying it to sit on my shelf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So some of that money can be attributed to the packaging. Mm. The products come in a black, like little black glass bottles with sculpted wooded caps. The caps have have waves carved into them, and the gold plaque, plaque, <laughs> and a gold plaque with the brand name. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful. They are beautiful. The packaging, like it is, it is stunning. Like it is a luxury item. Look, it's stunning. Wouldn't want it on my countertop. It does. It's not my aesthetic. Kimmy K, yes, my my skincare aesthetic. Glass bottles with wooden tops, not quite my aesthetic. Yeah, look, it feels like a very whiskey kind of. Mm, it feels like, masculine. Like it it, does. it's a genderless line, but it feels masculine. Yeah, it doesn't feel very genderless. Like if you'd gone, if if you'd made it as like that's quite masculine to me. If you'd made it as feminine as it is masculine, people would be like, "That's for ladies." But because it's like lacking. Like I think it's the corkness of it <laughs> and the black. Like it's I just think so it's the black for me. If it was all like wooden, that wouldn't look like free to be fair. But like if it was a different colour, if it's a different colour, I'd probably get on board with it. It's just the black. It looks like a perfume bottle. It does. It looks like a like a Dior men's perfume bottle or something. It does. However, the brand mark, the word mark is delightful. It's quite nice. Uh, the boxes the bottles come in are really someone else. One is a lovely orange box with gold foiling. That's the my other, fave. yeah, it's very I, pretty. I agree. I really like that. I, I like the um, the gold foiling. It looks like I don't know, like a what are those? Uh, what are the maps that show elevation called? Mount, oh. Mountain maps. <laughs> Can't think what they're called. Cartography go. is that what I'm going for? It looks like that. You are not asking the right person here. <laughs> it's very pretty. Or like no, what is it? It looks like. Uh, tree rings, maybe? Oh, that's what I was going to say. It looks like the age rings of a tree. Yeah, it's probably that because it's made of wood. Oh, yeah, see, that makes okay. a lot more sense. <clears throat> yeah, it does. <laughs> we got there in the end. The others are white boxes, not just a standard box, but mm-hmm. with the interior shape sp- specifically to fit the bottles with a door opening. So extra. They're like... So extra. Like, they're they? massive boxes for the amount of I was going to say, are they, they must be very deep. Are they deep or is it laying down? Like, I just... Yeah, I think they're deep. I think that's standing up, like... I think you open it and it's lying down when you open so it. So, are people keeping these boxes? But that's the thing. Surely not. So, then why, why spend that much money to pr- produce something of this? For the experience. It's like opening Beats. It's like yeah, the ex- or, or like any any Apple product. Mm. It's like it's an experience which I enjoy. I quite enjoy that experience. I love that experience, but I use my phone religiously. Yeah, but you don't keep your phone box, do you? Yes. Yeah, actually, I do. <laughs> I do too. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I don't. Know. I have all my boxes. I don't have all of them. All of them. I just have. You like I don't have like I I own beets, but I recycled the packaging after I took them out. Yeah, see, I didn't keep my box for my beets. Mm. Keep my boxes for everything else, but mm. okay, there you go. Maybe people are keeping, but like, but I don't revisit them. Yeah, I just store them in case I have issues with my phone. Yeah, that's what I do. 
which we don't need to do because we can just take it back to Apple. Yeah, 100%. Doesn't make sense. Anyway, <laughs> in terms of why Brad Pitt has launched this new product or this new line, mm. he said that he's been approached by brands in the past and he wasn't too inspired or compelled to work with them. But when the Perrins brought the idea to him and after testing the products himself and finding they made a difference to his skin, he decided to pursue his own brand. I find this interesting. So what, mm. they already had the product. Okay, where we were up to was, so no, he has been involved in the development okay. of the skincare line, but they came to him with the concept. Right. Okay. That makes sense then. Mm. I just find it very, a very interesting direction to go. Brad has said in the interview with Vogue that he loves what Gwyneth Paltrow has done with Goop. What do you think, eh? Look, red flag. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, look, I think if he's looking at Goop, He's not just making a skincare brand. I think he's making a lifestyle brand mm-hmm. because that's what Goop is. I think like it's pretty common for businesses to start with a limited number of products to begin with, uh, kind of get a feel for what people like and then adapt and, and continue to grow. But yeah, I'm like, if he's got, he's got his wine brand with the, the parent family, mm-hmm. they're making the skincare products. I think that either he's going to like have a one lifestyle brand or he's going to kind of have like an umbrella of brands where it's like he's you, like you go to Brad Pitt for your wine, for your skincare, for like X, Y, Z. Like mm-hmm. I, I think if he's like Goop is massive. Goop sells everything these days. Yeah, right. Like, I t- Is this bad that I've never heard of Goop? You've never heard of Goop? Never oh. heard of Goop. Hey, that is a, a rabbit hole to go down. It is like just like the most absurdly overpriced stuff you can imagine. Like I don't want to shit all over it because I don't really consume. I don't go on there. It could be okay, but like pseudoscience, like pushing that, like there's a lot, every time, every time they're in the media, it's like, it's for controversial things that they've suggested. Um, Like uh, she, I'm pretty sure she released a maybe it was I feel like it was with Courtney Kardashian or maybe I'm getting my wires crossed but she I'm pretty sure she has a a candle that smells like her vagina oh and I know that that Courtney has one and I'm pretty sure they did it together but I could they could have just done it separately and I'm mixing those things up but like there's just like they I not a big fan of Miss Paltrow like she did a one of those Vogue skincare routines and she's like applying her sunscreen she's like I just like to put it on like the high points of my cheek where I would naturally get the sun and she's like using her sunscreen as a highlighter it's like that's dangerous to be putting that out to millions of followers you need to use a shit ton more sunscreen so that's that's the vibe of goop it's just like not very helpful advice because it's like got a blog component Mm -hmm. and just like a pair of jeans for ten thousand dollars. Like it's not okay. It is not my That's vibe. Why I haven't heard of Goop. So this is why Brad Pitt's inspiration being Goop is a red flag to me because you see that and his enormous price point of his products, and I'm like, that's not. That's not a good look. Like that's the height of luxury. Mm-hmm. So like he and same with Goop. They're not targeting us. We are not their customer base. It is like the ultra wealthy. And like other celebrities, maybe. Yeah. So I just, I don't, I've, I've read that. And, and also that combined with the, there was in the, he did an interview with Vogue to like announce it. 
And in it, he said like, he's, this is the only interview he's going to do about the brand. He's not going to be involved. He's not going to be the face of the brand. He's not going to do like lots of media about it. So I'm like, okay, you're looking at Goober's inspiration. Your price point is like ridiculous. 100 and something to 500 and something. And you don't really want to be involved. Is it a money grab? Like it feels a little bit like a money grab. Like he's saying how involved he was in the process. He was not involved in the process. And like also he like in the interview, he was like, they're asking him about skin skincare routine and he's like, I pretty much haven't had one. Like he's, he's like, I do this stuff now. I've gotten advice over the years, but like it's very, very simple, like just a couple of steps. I'm just like, so you like you can't attribute your skin to a wonderful skincare routine that you've had over the years. See, and this is what I also don't like. Like, like in the skincare industry Mm. male skincare is so obsolete as it is Mm. and like we don't see that many men out there doing their skincare like it's starting Mm. to come a little bit more common Mm. as different like people are pushing different brands but for him to come into this space Mm. and launch a skincare brand but no he's only like he's probably just repeating what he's read or like or what someone's telling him to say so he's not an actual true ambassador for skincare no that's it and i feel like as a male figure in a industry that is so like needs to grow for males mm. in skincare, like so bad, just yeah. like n- get Ryan Reynolds in there and like, he'll take that miles. Yeah. This guy yeah. is going to go nowhere and it's mm. going to do nothing for the industry. Like it's, you know, when like we touched on the, um, Sable skincare, which was mm-hmm. Idris and Serena Elder yeah. skincare. And in that, like, it was the same thing. Like they, they, Every time a celebrity launches a skincare brand, they now get the a brand. They now get the question: Is this like just another skincare brand? Why should people use yours? There's so many; it's oversaturated. And like I had the that critique of Sable as well, but at least Idris Elba was like he, he was acknowledging is like I haven't. This is very new to me, but I want to make this more accessible to men. Mm-hmm. And their price point is accessible. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, even if that's like maybe not completely genuine i'm okay like i'm comfortable with it because it is accessible and people can get into it if they buy into that mm-hmm. if they like his brand they can get involved yep. this is absolutely not for joe blow to buy into this Mm-mm. is not going to encourage men who aren't into skincare to take up skincare no one is picking up a 560 dollar or whatever it was serum it's just not Mm-mm. like unless you are Brad Pitt, <laughs> you can't afford that. Like Mm-mm. it just, and also with no backing behind it, like there's no, like nothing has been released to say like it will actually do things for your skin. Like yeah. there's no product in there that has been given a tick or whatever in the beauty industry. Yeah. But like they, they pointed out in the Vogue article that the, like, yes, they have two patented, patented ingredients or like patent pending, but using wine byproducts using like um the wine leaves and the grape mm-hmm. the grapevines that's not new other oh, yeah, right. like that's already a thing that they're starting to is like starting to become more common in the skincare industry mm-hmm. so it's not like they're even revolutionary that revolutionary yeah, like right. i like the angle that they're ma- they're kind of trying to reduce the waste of their wine business that's great but everything else about it just feels a bit ick like yeah why brad pitt I'm just, yeah, like just the, I don't know, like you, 
it, it feels very disingenuous when like Brad Pitt is the guy sitting there being like, I'm just like a blokey dude who doesn't really know how to do skincare, but here's my 500 and something dollar serum. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, if it was $50, maybe we can talk. But yeah. like just the openly being like my skincare my or like my skin has nothing to do with products because I'm just a dude that's like never been into skincare. It's like, so that's genetic then. That's not because your products are good. Mm-hmm. Just feels a bit gross. Yeah, absolutely it does. Uh, but like, I wonder if people, because if you pitched Goop to me, I'd be like, no one's going to buy that. Like no one's going to be interested, but it's like so successful. So sure, like someone's going to be there. interested. Yeah, the market is there. Just It's just not us. Like maybe the, I don't know, like it's going to be, if it is a lifestyle brand, it's going to be targeting like, I assume well, like rich people for one, but like male, like maybe the kind of, I feel like it's like, you know, like the like GQ readership, like I feel like that targeting those like professionals who are maybe in their like 30s and f- to 50s, mm-hmm. lawyers, I don't know, like people in finance, like really wealthy people, maybe they'll get into that. Mm. Who want a little bit of like advice around like, what I should be wearing, like what brands I should be interested in, what trend was trending at the moment. Like Mm -hmm. I can see that working. Yep. And people like some guys kind of like idolize Brad Pitt and like look up to him as like, I don't know, he was married to Angelina Jolie. Like she's the most beautiful person in the world. I feel like people are into that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, maybe it will work with those people. I think he's a loser. I mean, it seems like he's maybe not the best dude from all of the allegations that have come out against him in recent years. Mm -hmm. Shit, dude. Seems that way. (laughs) On that note, (laughs) uh, let's wrap things up. So jump onto our Instagram. Have a chat to us. What do you think of all of these things? Do you love a good cheeky billboard? That is a little bit tongue-in-cheek. Do you like Skoda's new branding? Because that's a little bit sexy. It is sexy. Did you know that King Charles gets his own little personal brand? Mm. Are you going to buy a $590 serum? Hell to the no. Let us know. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at WCNPod. And stay tuned for whatever comes next. Bye. Bye.